Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end. The one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the last video store clerks. <laughs> what is I was at a loss for finding something this weekend. I wanted something very specific. I wanted science fiction Mm -hmm. or horror, kind of bad TV show. Like, I was looking for, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, only a little more current. Hmm. I settled on Winona Earp. Random. It's basically, like, supernatural, but a Western But the thing that happened was I watched the pilot of that a long time ago, like four years ago. And I was like, nah, I don't think so. Who's the lead in that again? I can't remember her name. But this show has a 90-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And I didn't get that from the pilot. So I was kind of like, you know what? Let's go with this. I think this is going to be one of those things that, you know, you can watch something really bad. And if you invest in the characters, you will become really attached to them. Do I know her from anything? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, that's a sci-fi channel show. I feel like I would remember her face. She was in the new RoboCop. Oh, wife of man. (laughs) 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 I was like, I tried some shit out, though. Like, I watched one episode of a Jessica Biel, Stanley Tucci Facebook show. That was canceled immediately because that didn't fly. Mm -hmm. But they invested some money in that. And I actually was like, this is too good. This isn't what I'm looking for. Any camp. Like about Facebook or they did things? No, Facebook tried to start a streaming service. Oh. They produced two shows. Mm -hmm. It was when YouTube started doing that too. And then there was, do you remember CISO? CISO was like NBC's streaming network that was like an app. No. It died really fast. But there was good shit on it. It was like good stand-up specials and... Never even heard of it. Nobody did. CISO. Was it ever a button on a Roku remote? No. How many times were there buttons on Rokus or Fire Sticks that never did anything because they failed? Probably a lot. I mean, does mine have anything? Mine has some weird shit on it. There's always one that you'll never use. And it's like, why is that a quick butt? Like a quick, you know... They coughed up the money. And then they... (laughs) Somebody paid for that button and then they they fucked up. miserably. Yeah. (laughs) RoboCop 2014. Did you know there's a RoboCop television series? An old one? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I knew that at one time, but somewhere I lost the information. I stumbled across it, I think, on YouTube somehow once. That was the kind of search I was on. Dude, it was... Somehow they got a suit that was kind of close, but you know it wasn't the same. Oh, man, yeah. Like, like the it sets. looked like the tick in the 90s. Like It's not like I even watched a full episode. I was just like, hi, yeah. I think I'm going to. I put it on my queue. That was what what kind of streak I was on. You're strong, man. Yeah. You're strong. You have no idea. <laughs> You're stronger than the I when it I've comes to that. Six full seasons of will astound you. Oh yeah. I have watched all of Stargate, and I'm not talking about just one. I'm talking about Atlantis. Atlantis. Universe. Don't even remember that one. It got canceled. Robert Carlyle was on it. Hmm. Speaking of which, Full Monty TV show. New. Yeah. Does it have the original cast? Yes. As far as I can tell. I feel like I would have to re-watch The Full Monty, and I don't know if I care, but I thought it was funny. Did you Wait, did you never see The Full Monty? No, I, I saw it, but I think I've only seen it once. 
I remember enjoying it. Yeah. I don't remember it that well. I was young. Young, like eighth grade boy. Yeah, I was like eighth grade or freshman year. Watched it on VHS. And I was like, why does anyone want to see male strippers? And for years, I thought that's what a male stripper looked like. <laughs> no, that's the thing. That one was like funny. It was like these everyday... Regular guys. Yeah, your average Joes of male stripping, not dodgeball. Well, the classic, if we win the contest, we get the money to pay the taxes. The classic. The classic. And it's <laughs> and I said pay the taxes. Yeah, it could have been other things, but like what? 80% of the time it was to pay the taxes on something. Yeah, it's either that or save the team. That's like the classic underdog story. Slapshot. That was, that was a save the team run, wasn't it? Yeah. Semi-pro, save the team run. In a way. But there were, yeah. Angels in the outfield and... Uh... Rookie of the Year are also those sort of movies. Rookie of the Year. Well, Rookie of the Year was like... It's a rags to riches story. Like Blank <laughs> Check, where a full-grown woman kisses a small boy. Bombenhauser! <laughs> it's Baumgartner! <laughs> the noise that it made when he would throw the ball, do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Did you watch any movies? I finished The Days, the Fukushima disaster. Oh, right, yeah. I need to check to see how much of it is like accurate. Was that just a movie? Like a limited series, eight oh, episodes. Okay. It was eight or nine. I thought it was a, what were you calling it? A miniature documentary? Mini doc? Mini doc. <laughs> a regular documentary is a mini doc? Mini doc when it's cut into pieces. It's just a different way of like limited series for a documentary. Wait, what? It's cut into pieces? Cut my life into. No, not like that. No, really explain <laughs> to me. What do you mean? It's not an hour and a half long documentary. It's no, like, man. It's like eight or nine episodes, like 45 to 55 minutes a piece. And, and they're all different? That's a mini doc? No, this isn't a mini doc. What the fuck is a mini doc? A mini doc. They were on HBO. Is that like where you park a very small boat? Look, ask HBO what a mini doc is. The Days was a limited series on Netflix about the Fukushima disaster. Was it a mini-doc, though? No. Why not? <laughs> um, there's. I watched one once about the robots that they used at Fukushima to try and explore. It was when I had kidney stones. I, was, I watched so many documentaries. Oh, I've seen that. And then it finds humanity and they're all fat? No. They use different robots to go into the facility. Just like in Chernobyl, man, the radiation just gets through the uh, through the equipment too fast. But anyway, it was it was you know, I I feel bad when I say it was good. Oh, you had a good time. It was Japanese. There were some scenes that were extended longer than I think they should have been. You know, it's like they're trying to you show were you. Like, how... I get it. I've had an erection yeah. for like ten minutes. They do like the slow motion pan around the control room, you know. But then like they keep going, and then it's like a different angle, still slow motion, still like everybody just looking somber. And then, oh, it's another one. And you're like, I can't come anymore. <laughs> um, but then I also watched Viking Wolf. What the fuck is that? It's a Norwegian werewolf movie. Ooh. Dude, it like had some good reviews. You're smiling a lot. I'm just confused by the ending. The movie itself was, it was just cool to see modern. You know, it was tasteful for a werewolf. It was gory. There's plenty of gore and dismemberment. But like most of the other reviews that I read... They didn't really go in one direction. You know, there was a lot of things kind of left unexplored or they could have emphasized a bit better. It was cool, though. I mean, I liked the concept of it. I don't know. Apparently it was like top 10 first week it was out on Netflix and it was, I don't know, it did really good for like a foreign horror movie. I'm there. It's got some people in it. Well, the lead outside of the mother, who's also a police officer, she was in uh, Midsummer. Okay. And then one of the guys in it was actually a soldier in Troll, that other 
Netflix one that I watched. So it's cool. It's like they're doing, you know, other things that we've been able to see. It's kind of cool when you recognize a foreign actor. Yeah, I feel like I'm like, oh, I'm getting there. I've more than one movie. Um, They all just happen to be like (laughs) sci-fi. Well, I mean, I keep looking out for people from Dark because I feel like all the people in Dark are probably to go on to do something. Other things. Yeah. Yeah. um, But no, Viking Wolf was a good horror. It looks good. You know, I mean, there was no. It wasn't cheesy looking. I feel like the last time I really enjoyed a random like werewolf movie mm-hmm. was Dog Soldiers. Did you ever see that? No, I see. And I was, what was Christina Ricci's one? The oh yeah, I did. I never On saw that. Showtime. Well, I mean, it's it was like what late nineties, early two thousands. Oh oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, the movie. Okay, I never saw that. You know what my last favorite one was? The Jack Nicholson was that Wolf? Yeah, it's Wolf. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, that was a good one. That's like my favorite. It's underrated. That's actually. my favorite wolf movie. Um, I haven't seen that since I was a child. Yeah, you know we're doing it one day. Cool, I'm down. Yeah, that's a. It's better than Witches of Eastwick to me. Um, I like that one though. I do. I watched it like a couple months ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's because of when I saw it in my life or. What, Dude, that scene where I she's like yeah. puking up the pits, isn't it like cherry pits or like grapes yeah. or? <laughs> I feel the same way watching that as I do Death Becomes Her. Oh yeah, Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn. Yeah, which I thought was a Tim Burton movie. Oh, my entire life. No, like for most of my like childhood, I was like, yeah, it's the same kind of movie. <laughs> really? It felt like Edward Scissorhands, like the tone and the awkwardness. You know. Uh... I never had that feeling, and I saw that quite a few times back in the day. I feel like I just lumped them into, like, this is, like, how you start to be, like, I like, you know, darkness. <laughs> darkness is only I can see the spiders. But, yeah, it's a, yeah, no. my t- You like documentaries, and, you know, you don't mind the ones that are a little more depressing. I'm not going to lie. I forgot we were talking about that. Yeah. No, the, the Days was good, and Viking Wolf is a great werewolf movie, man. You know, the ending kind of got me, and I think the score was like a 4.9 or a 5.1. It's right there in the middle. So people are they're divided on Viking Wolf. But, I mean, hey. I mean, you know me. I watched Velocipaster. <laughs> well, it's cool, you know, because we talk about, like, the Norwegian black metal and stuff like that. Dude, there's a shot with, like, one of those churches in the background. You know, those, like, medieval fucking just, it looks like a black church. Um, and you know it's probably old as shit. Yeah, it's in the background of one of the scenes. I'm like, yeah, Norway. Um, <laughs> but I, it was well done, the ending, but I'll get over it. Yeah, outside of that, got the movie in for this week, made it. I, I watched the movie that we're going to talk about. <laughs> what do you know? Was it like a close call or something? It kind of was. It's been weird. Like I said, had the day off, did way too much, so I watched the movie today. To be honest, I have been outside in the 100 degree heat with fucking dogs at the shelter and at work and like nonstop for like the last week. So I am surprised I watched as much as I did, but maybe that's why. You were just, I didn't have the urge to go do something else. Like so I, you were stationary. Yes. Yeah. It happens. Shorts. We did watch Vice Principals. So. I've always wanted to start that. We're about halfway through. I never finished Eastbound and Down. I never finished Eastbound oh, really? and Down. No, I, I keep getting halfway through season two, then something happens in life, and then by the time I watch something else, it's not that. But Vice Principals, one day I will finish Eastbound and Down. And one day I will make it to Vice Principals. It's going down easy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Walton Goggins. Old Clogging Goggins. I love that man. What? His big fucking teeth. <laughs> Sound like he's from West Virginia. He's the bad guy in Justified. He was in, uh, oh, 
with the hair sometimes wears t-shirts with a big ass teeth that sometimes has crazy hair <gasps> was he in righteous gemstones i think i know who you're talking about he was in a uh, house of a thousand corpses he's the cop that shows up and dies <laughs> american ultra yes he's that crazy he's like guy the crazy guy yeah yes okay there you go righteous gemstones yeah. dude th- the teeth right i fucking love him he's cool man he's the bad guy in justified but he's kind of like you start to like him Okay, Justified was the Timothy Oliphant? Yeah, he's what made that show for me. Timothy okay. Oliphant was fine. Mm-hmm. He looks great in a hat. Still Walton need... Goggins, though. <laughs> I need to remember his name. He's good. Cloggin Goggins. His whole family's Cloggin. He was in Predators. Yes, he was. Damn, man. Yeah, he's been around. He's been in some shit. I That's think cool. When That's Quentin cool. Tarantino put him in a movie, it started to move him. I bet. He's in uh, Hateful Eight. After that, he started right. to get noticed. That's right. He was, in, but yeah, he's in House of a Thousand Corpses. That's the first time I remember him. He's the sheriff that shows up and dies immediately. I forgot that it was Dwight and uh, Chris, uh, Chris Hardwick. Hardwick. Yeah, yeah. I always think Jeremy Sisto was in that too. I looked up Jeremy Sisto for the movie that we watched. Why did you think he was in it? I was listing movies. We'll get there. Or you want to just talk about the Sisto effect? Yeah, tell me about the Sisto effect. You know, we kind of look for. I don't know, similarities in movies sometimes. And, you know, the dinner party, the themes. So movies where you're stuck. You can't get out. You're trapped. I call it the repeater. Vivarium. 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 Oh, Vivarium. Yeah. Um, even Incantation, which we watched, there was like a mini moment of that. Remember when they were driving and it was like, hey, that's the same mailbox. Yeah, um, you're right. Um, but there's just all several movies where it's you're just stuck and you can't get out of an area from, from. the show that you're watching. Yes. Yeah. And I will watch season one and see if I, you know. I'll get there. And but you know, I just saw that and Sisto's in a movie called like Population 436. Oh my god, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd watched it before, but I was like, wait, I remember the premise, but I was like, was he trapped there? Wasn't. I don't believe he was. Everything because I don't remember it because I watched it. This guy's always getting lost. Well yeah. turn. <laughs> Six feet under, he's lost the whole show. Thirteen, he you know, he's like the the guy in the life of a lost 13 year old. <laughs> Sorry, that, that was a stretch. Yeah. Evan Rachel Wood. Anyway, from what I remember and what I could find, he's not stuck in population for whatever. What a bubber. There's plenty of those movies. It's a concept I like. Mm-hmm. If done right. What what do you how did you feel about this movie? How did I feel? I'm good with it. You're good with it? I really was. I was worried for a minute. There were things I didn't agree with. And I'm fine with it. There was a part towards the end. We'll get there. But there was something like, well, at this point, this has to go this way. And I was waiting. And I was like, they did it. They did it. And I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like the end. I think I might. I was like, look, if it's going this direction, this is what has to happen to bring it in for me. This has to this has to happen to wrap it for me. I have some complaints. <laughs> I, don't, let's not forget that I picked this movie. And it's because the trailer is a fucking banger. Yeah. And that's because I think this movie was really fucking well made. Like as far as the lighting, the scenery, and the acting go. Dude, some of those scenes, that first scene when she's lost on the beach. I was like, that's a beautiful place. Like I was like, that's a that just looks nice. I don't think I would recommend anyone watch this movie though. Like I wouldn't recommend this movie to people. I understand its its ratings, and I'll get into that. But mm-hmm. we uh I wasn't mad I watched it at all. Like, I, I very much, I didn't not like this movie. But I also, I thought it could have been better. And I thought it could have been better if it was 45 minutes long. 
Yeah, I'm glad that it w- it was only an hour 20, right? 83 minutes. Oh, so not, e- yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so an hour and 23 minutes. Long. There you go. Yeah. So by the, by the way, this was off-season. Off-season, yes. 2021. And again, right in the middle on IMDb, 4.9 with the people. Dead center. And it gets even weirder because this movie also has a 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, mm. oh, but I... its audience score is 15. Ooh, Ouch. But that 15 is out of 14 reviews. There you go. So people that were pissed off found a place to be pissed off about it. There were 67% <laughs> warm reviews. You not, know, not like they're not great. That number but. of people in that score, they were that mad. They wanted to let people know. That was the thing is like there were a couple of five stars in there too. I looked. <laughs> I didn't go outside of IMDb. Like I people said, people on IMDb are much more articulate. With, like, they'll write a fucking essay about why they fucking hate this movie. <laughs> they will write for longer than it took them to watch this movie. Like, you sat down and wrote a fucking essay, like, for an hour and a half on IMDb. <laughs> You're not lying. Okay, so Viking Wolf, just to go back real quick, I'm good with it, right? But it's a Norwegian werewolf movie. So I was like, let's read some of these reviews from the critics. This one guy, no names. It would have been much better if it was Vikings versus werewolves. And it was paragraphs about why it would have been better, better like Vikings versus werewolves. And I was like, this guy thought that's what this movie was. He had his own idea of what this movie was. Like us, (laughs) like we do to every fucking movie. He wrote his own movie in his head. But he like kept going. (laughs) Yeah. So it's weird that you brought that up because I haven't gotten that into him for a while. And Viking Wolf, like you said, you're like, what's that? This guy... He should have asked what's that before he got into it. I mean, my first thought was that this is a Viking who is also a wolf. No. I'm sure that's not what it is, but I feel like that's more reasonable than thinking that it's Vikings <laughs> and werewolves fighting each other. Like, both sides have to be people. Yeah. <laughs> and if there's only Vikings. The battle sequences, man. Like, the wolf jumping out is like some tree tree lines. The Vikings are like, oh, with their shields and big old helmets I and mean, swords. I mean, the guy's right. It would be good. <laughs> On that Sharknado level. <laughs> he could be onto something. Vikings versus but werewolves. But still, I don't understand not being happy with what you got. Yeah, anyway, sorry. I'll take us back to off-season. It was just... Uh... Off-season was what I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. It's just I had gripes about some of the... Thought there would have been more jumps. It was a little slow at first for no particular reason. Like you're saying, it was pretty. It was a pretty movie. I it also like some of it was unsettling, but none of it was really scary. Yeah, there's some things about the time period that I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah, I'm a little confused about that too. So just so everybody knows, what we're doing this month for the next few episodes anyway justifying our hulu subscription (laughs) it's super easy to think that a streaming service's worth is based on original content it's like new releases or it's offerings of like tv series but we think the real soul of the streaming service is in the movies you find when you have nothing in mind to watch so we're picking stuff solely based on its trailer and its description and i went through and hoped that the algorithm was accurate enough to uh, satisfy me for another month. Because I'm starting to really wonder why I pay twenty, almost $20 for Hulu. <laughs> it just, it, it's going to have some stuff I want here and there, yep. but not all the time. And it's one of the more expensive ones. So the only way to measure that is what is good at the bottom of the laundry basket. The stuff that just sits there 
for a long time. Well, and for me, a little extra, because we have Showtime tied in through our Hulu. So we've almost got a two-in-one there. Well, not to mention, do you rock the bundle? ESPN Plus, Disney Plus? I don't need ESPN, so no, but, I don't do that. But you you don't have it? I don't need Disney Plus all the time either. The only reason we did the bundle is because it was cheaper. It wasn't cheaper that I could see. Mm. It worked out for us where it was like, that works for the year. Yeah, we're good. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that just a little bit extra. I have Showtime sh- through Hulu. I have other things through Amazon. They can both do it, and Apple can do it too. So I don't know if that's enough reason. Other than like, well, I already have it there, you know, or they're giving it to me for cheaper yeah. for a little while. Mm-hmm. But Hulu is very expensive. The trick of, oh, you pay more so you don't have to have commercials. That shit's over, man. You're not going to fool me with that. They lost a feature. I don't know if you noticed. Let's say you're on a like a category, like a row. You start scrolling down, right? It used to be with Hulu, I would hit back, like on the remote, and it would go back to the beginning of that row takes you back to the sidebar now oh somebody else got that though that didn't have it i don't remember which one offhand but i'm like wait was there a trade of power here it's like my imdb complaint so the imdb app when you go look at something in an actor's thing Uh and then press back it'll redo the row yeah scrolling through (laughs) and it drives me fucking crazy you know uh when i was doing viking wolf it didn't do that i think they fixed it it didn't do it when I did because I was. I told you there were ties to troll in midsummer. I was trying to find the uh, troll guy today, and I was able to. Get, that's weird. We're seeing the same shit this week somehow. All right. Nice. Noticing the weird little fucking things. Because it's, it's so hot outside. My yeah. brain is boiled. Marie receives a letter in the mail informing her that her mother's grave has been desecrated. She drives with her boyfriend George to the remote island where she is buried. They are warned before crossing the bridge that the island is closing to visitors until next spring, and they only have a few hours to return to the mainland. Unable to find the cemetery caretaker, spooked by whispers in the woods and taunted by unhelpful townies, the couple give up and head back to the bridge. It's that whole fucking, the repeater. Here comes the repeater. Oh, this road looks familiar. I've seen that mailbox. Is that the same tree? I may have some questions about whether they weren't just going in the wrong fucking direction. <laughs> this was pre-Google Maps. I bet you could, yeah, you couldn't even print out MapQuest when this was. When the fuck was it? Though? 80s. You think so? I'm going 80s. Okay. I, I'll explain. You know me. Uh, yeah, I'm I've gonna got need some explanation. I've then. got the lowdown. Don't worry. Taken care of. A-OK. Terrific. <laughs> <laughs> but they stop along the way for some reason, despite being pressed for time and at the risk of being trapped on a creepy island, for Marie to tell George that her mother had specifically asked not to be buried here and that someone had changed her will. It seemed like a stretch and it did seem fucking crazy, but also, why are you not telling the fucking person you're dragging into this? Just tell them ahead of time. Oh, and her mother also told her that the people of the island had sold their souls to a sea monster, but she dismissed it as crazy old lady dying shit. <laughs> she was basically like, nah, she's uh, at the end. You know how old people do. Yeah. When they talk about elder gods rising from the ocean and cursing a town. The manifestations are bonkers. Anyway. Of course the road disappears. They get in an accident. People don't know how to drive in these situations in these movies. Um, They miss the bridge somehow. Because when she wakes up, it's fucking through the in trees. In the opposite direction. It's like right there. It's a crazy-ass fog they got going on. Like I was like, wasn't this the road they were driving on, though? That, that's like, what they thought, in too. The direction? <laughs> well, and George vanishes, leaving Marie to unravel the truth of the curse alone in a town that is more fog than town. 
This movie had the biggest fog budget I have ever seen. From when they first get to the island and they're wandering around a cemetery, dude. The, when the old lady Emily, Emily, Miss Emily, Miss Emily, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, over there, and it's like <laughs> it was like fresh <laughs> gust of fog, dude. It was like <laughs> this has almost <laughs> as much fog as the fog. Either one, yeah, either one. <laughs> Off-season was written and directed by Mickey Keaton and stars Jocelyn Donahue as Marie Aldrich, who you may know from House of the Devil, Ty West's kind of first movie. Joe Swanberg as George Darrow, who was the older brother Drake in You're Next, and he's also a director and writer. He looks like a writer-director. There was another one of those guys that's in all those movies that I saw in the background in the bar. I forget who it was who it was he's also in until dawn the video game <laughs> Wait, real, real quick i feel like that's a good thing to yell at somebody like they're in a bar it's like yeah i'm a writer director you are a writer director you look like a writer director <laughs> like what would, what would their reaction be if you like came at him a little aggressive <laughs> you look like a fucking writer director motherfucker with your very fine <laughs> pants and your socks with the elastic that still works. Look at those glasses. What website did you get those from? WriterDirector.com. <laughs> Richard Brake plays the Bridgeman, which is literally his name in the credits. Bridgeman. Bridgeman. I loved it because I called him Bridge Keeper. And then I was like, no, no, no. I don't remember that being right. Went back to IMDb, IMDb, IMDb and I'm like, oh, Bridgeman. The Bridgeman. Bridgeman. And uh, he's also the guy in the fucking basement in Barbarian. That's right. Yeah. And Lee Oben. I feel like he looks very similar to that actor. He is, uh, there are only so many, many faces. faces. They, they fit into the, the category. Played, yeah, and Lee Oben slash Ashby from Californication. I knew it was coming. Love it. <laughs> Love it. That overdose is one of the funniest death scenes I've ever seen. One day I'll finish that show, too. Melora Walters as Ava Aldrich, Marie's mother. I always think of her as Sad Lady from Magnolia. Okay. John C. Riley. Yeah. She was really sad. She was bummed, man. Yeah. Um, I think of her as Bill Henriksen's brother's wife. Big Love. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was like wife one. Big Love is kind of like, it didn't stick in my head because it stressed me out so much. I love Big Love. It's great. Big Love to me was like. But it was yeah. one of the most stressful television shows I've ever seen. R.I.P. Bill Paxton. And Jeremy Gardner plays the fisherman. That's what he was also listed in the credits. I guess he would be uh, Uncle the Fisherman. Uncle. At one point, I was like, Dad, question mark, question mark. Me too. That, that's the way I, I was thinking it was. Mm -hmm. thinking. There wasn't much in the way of trivia about this movie. According to IMDb, in off-season's very, very limited theatrical run, they grossed $13,455. Sorry, another Viking Wolf comparison? Grossed 57000 worldwide. So I thought 57 was low. Yeah, but 13, that's uh, maybe to be expected, though. Well, I would really like to see Marie Aldrich in more things. She's good. She was a good actress. Wait, she Jocelyn even, Donahue? Yeah, Jocelyn Donahue, yes. <laughs> You'll only She's see... She's convinced me that she was Marie. You're not going to see Marie too much. Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> also almost everywhere this film was listed as off season being one fucking word yes my phone wants it to be two i want it to be two also the cover of the movie wants it to be two there's a space there 
I didn't pick up on that on this one, but cool. I, I normally notice shit like that, but that's one of those weird things. Like, well, which is it? It's got to be one or it the other. It bothered me as an English major, and I went and looked. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the cover of the movie and everything, and I was like, that's a space. So what's the, in this, what's the proper, what's proper? It'd be off-season. Two? Two words, yeah. Off-season. Maybe the off-season becomes one word. I don't know. I don't like it. Or maybe shit just gets sloppy. Also, something I should point out, if you look at your outline, I, not not you guys at home, you don't have to do that. The uh, points of the story, I didn't write them on here, but they're literally the chapters. Oh, the letter, Sandtrap Bar. Every time I went to write down a new story point, uh, it was like, this is what's happening right now. Yeah. It would switch chapters right there. Well, wait, that's those aren't the chapters. No, but the chapters all fall on these story points. Like bam, bam, bam. Yeah, right on them. All the way to heaven. <laughs> the opening monologue had me fucking worried, though. Like, I was like, I know that lady, but is she talking to me? Or was she talking to somebody at the side of the bed? That's what I was thinking. Were we going to see the zoom out over somebody else's shoulder? Maybe would, just like well, some profile? Like, is this a Shakespearean monologue? Like, is somebody just alone in a room being like, out, brief candle. The scream, I appreciated it. But I felt like I would have used a different. I don't know. It, it was, was a good fine. scream. I have no complaint. It was about a good scream. Monologue. I was like, okay, that's how this is gonna go. In the end, I thought some of the best scenes were the ones with the mother. Yeah, I think uh, uh, bridge bridge guy. <laughs> yeah, bridge guy was uh, another good. Performance. His uh, his performance. He was my favorite character. I think he delivered. Bridge guy is a classic Lovecraft character. You uh, know? Outside like, of he's the... that guy who's waiting to go to hell. Yes. Yes. And. Uh, to me, he was the most believable uh, next to Jocelyn Donahue. I think she did. She did good. She did great. She did really good for yeah. being alone for a lot of the movie. Yeah. So I like people say what you will about Bruce Campbell, but Bruce Campbell has done whole movies where he's the only person in the movie. <laughs> Can you do that? The opening of Congo, for fuck's sake. Bruce Campbell is alone. Well, he's got what's his name. Yeah, but that guy goes missing immediately. The rest is just screaming and running. <laughs> <laughs> getting eyeballs thrown at you while you're just trying to eat a Hershey's bar. And was this in Florida? Did you feel like it was in Florida? No, she was like back to New York. There were palm trees everywhere. So, but, well, okay, so that's one of those things, though, is there was, it almost looked like the Hamptons at some of the beach scenes. I thought some of it looked like swamp. So at first I was like, when they were driving, I was like, is there Louisiana or? Well, that's the whole thing. And I almost Googled the name of the drawbridge. Did you notice like the name was on the side of the uh, like drawbridge booth? No, I never would have thought to do that. It was on there. And I wanted to see if that was an actual drawbridge and where that was at. But I didn't. Sorry, guys. I was thinking <laughs> they were in Florida. And if they were in Florida with the palm trees and stuff, I was like, why would you close down until next spring like this isn't like maine where it's gonna turn like the summer folk are leaving and we're gonna we're gonna go to, back to towny life it's gonna get cold <laughs> uh, I, I, I. let's all go to the general store when the storm rolls in yeah don't ever do that <laughs> especially if there's a character out of place from out of town especially there if always is and a church lady yeah church lady yeah I'm kind of surprised this movie didn't have a church lady. Yeah. It felt like it was going to have one at some point. <laughs> it had um, a cemetery lady. It had a cemetery lady. Miss Emily worked at the florist on uh, Main Street. And did she take Emily's job at the end of this movie? Yeah. People come in from out of town. They take your jobs. Well, it was, it was her grandma. She kept the family and the, the business in the family. Oh, it was her grandmother. It was her grandmother. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Miss Emily was her grandmother. See, some of the story was so spaced out mm-hmm. unnecessarily. Yeah. If you ask me, like a little too much wandering. I didn't feel that. I didn't I feel did the at wander. The beginning with the losing the husband in the cemetery and then following him out to the beach and then who was the person on the beach. But while the scenarios were creepy, I wanted to be I wanted them to try and get me to jump a little bit more. I just wanted the, I wanted them to try. It was like the distance between things. Like the actual foot travel distance didn't make sense to me. All right, Dave Matthews. Enough with your space between. <laughs> um what? <laughs> completely over my head i didn't even attempt to figure it out (laughs) you can google it (laughs) um so i mean i i feel you i understand where you're coming from and there Uh, were like little moments when like things were going crazy where the camera like the frame rate would change and stuff and i was like we don't need this in this it looks great like the lighting is incredible well, then, how about the Joker at the uh, bar? The old man who was dancing <laughs> to like the polka music or whatever. Yeah. He went right out of that like crazy laugh back into the dance. Yeah. Does In- anybody know where the caretaker? Have you checked the cemetery? <laughs> then with his little fucking right into the dance. And everybody in the bar just cracking up. Yeah, man. You know, at the very beginning when they're wandering around the cemetery, there's spirits that pop up all around her. That's one of those things that bothers me in movies. If you set up the surveillance system and you catch something creepy, if you're exploring or by yourself or just doing your day-to-day and a fucking entity pops up, tell somebody. If it ever happens you to me... You can't tell someone. They'll think you're crazy. Okay, exactly. I was going to go there. They'll think you're crazy. I don't give a fuck. I, I don't care. If I see some shit, people are hearing about it. I'm telling everybody I can. I'm sleeping with lights on. I might even have slumber parties for a couple weeks. But I wouldn't go that route. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Like, not lips sealed. Like, we're going to talk about this. There was like 50 fucking dead people around me in the woods, guys. Don't need a beer. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Anyway. Um, But yeah, this. She doesn't even tell her boyfriend, who I was like thinking it was her husband. For a second, I thought ex husband, but they were trying to reconcile. I did. Yeah, I don't know. It was odd. She definitely wasn't wearing a ring. Nope. She doesn't attempt to find him. She says she can't leave without him. He offers her money for support at one point. Oh, does he? Yeah. Okay. He's like, I know things are something, something. He's like, you know, if you need any help in the meantime, you can ask me. Yeah, or something says, like, like that. We can go to the the house before I sell before it. Before I sell it. And he's yeah. like, Oh shit, I you know, I'm going to Bangtown. Yeah, he got really excited. Yeah. Yeah, that was the Bangtown invitation. That was like the only little moment of happiness between them I felt. There was relationship I just didn't understand. It wasn't properly conveyed. I that's what I mean. That those are my complaints. It's like in the space that you used to build tension that didn't actually kind of pan out, mm-hmm. you could have been telling me a little bit more about these people's relationship with subtext. And that could have happened a little more. Let them communicate a little more at the beginning of it. Yeah. I felt like her telling him the story about her mom saying the town sold their soul to a sea monster. When they pull over before they realize. They're... Also, you're late. You got to get to this bridge. Yeah. You're going to pull over to tell a fucking story. I know when it's, it's already 80s. creepy. Yeah. Also, smoking outside the car if it is the eighties. All right, and tell me why is it the eighties? Okay, eighties. First off, the car that Mercedes could be late seventies, could be early mid eighties. The car itself. It looked like a Volvo. 
Um, when guy? she's in the lawyer's office in New York City, Pearson Pierce, the receptionist phone. I feel like that's too modern for 70s, but too old for 80, or 90s. You know what I mean? I was like, that's an 80s receptionist phone. Okay. Clothing? I'd say like, oh, that may be 70s. But then like, I don't know, from far away, I'm like, that's kind of mid 80s. That's like mid 80s style. But then there were issues that I had if it was supposed to be the 80s. Like they threw a payphone in there. 70s or 80s. Payphones didn't look quite like that. I'm just just saying. You can count on no one remembering though. The flashlight that she pulls out when she's at the guy's house. The uh, mag light. Number twenty four. <laughs> when he number twenty four. Like okay, is that what fucking street? That street over there. What are there? What is there only one street? Sorry, that wasn't even one of my notes. Um, I've been to towns that only have like they're like one hundred street, two hundred street. Well, and then in that uh, bridge control box, some of those buttons, some of the controls, some of that equipment was just like, oh, that's newer. I like the explanation of how she understood how to use the equipment. She watched the old uh, VHS. Yeah, VHS training video. Okay, so yeah, also would be the 80s. However, the TV-VCR combo would not have been available in the 70s or 80s in that model, I believe. Like, if you look at that TV-VCR combo... I'm feeling like, okay, that was mid-late 90s TV-VCR combo. No cell phones. I mean, shit, they're communicating on the island by radio. There were just several things that pointed me to 80s, but then there were also some of the continuity things with 80s props. Or Maybe it was just being ambiguous about it. Like, uh, it, it follows. Yeah, yeah. Or somewhere, like, you see a cell phone, but then you see nothing but, like, 80s and 90s cars. Yeah. It where follows. They, like, they fuck, felt they like fuck the with your mind on it. Because it was in Detroit. You know? Yeah, but then also, as far as location, I think where it was supposed to be was East Coast. Do you think that it was Southern or North East? Well, so possibly one of the Carolinas. Okay, I could accept that. Because that uh, still calls into question why you would shut down for the winter anywhere. Like, why that could even make sense. That would need to be in, like, Maine or something. Well, and when towns that do shut down, because I've been to some that shut down, even, like, whether it's for a season or, like, a certain, t like, they're closed, like, halfway through the day. They are small towns. This little, little town that she was in, that's not the smallest fucking Main Street for a town that shuts down in the off season. That was a little bit bigger than that town and that you see. it looked like a Stephen King Main Main Street. I just felt weird about the... Well, it was hard to see like through the all the smog. Yeah. The fog. <laughs> the smog. It's hard to see through all the fog. Smoggy yeah, fog. I guess so. I don't know. I just, I think it was 80s, but then I had some problems with some of the things I was seeing for it to be 80s, and I don't feel like they were trying to throw us off. Not a big complaint, though. Just shit I couldn't turn off as I was watching it. Man, and no, it wasn't her dad, it was her uncle. How'd you like his uh, invasion of the body snatchers scene? Tentacles. I'm not fucking there. Yeah. There are not enough tentacles in movies these days. Kids, start making movies with tentacles again. <laughs> Bring them back. <laughs> Tentacles would be coming out of all kinds of shit yeah, back in the day. Back in, you guys watch this movie. It's called Dagon. Well, or didn't even like the blob technically have a tentacle? Didn't Mystery Science Theater 3000 do the original blob? I think so. I think that's where I saw it. It was like on Comedy Central really late at night for <laughs> like the original. Was it Joel? Yeah, that Mike was weird. the second guy. I couldn't make the adjustment. I like Mike. I have one of Mike's books. It's called Death Rat. Oh. Uh, Sometimes as it's a child, a death rat. I was just as critical as I as I am now. Then, <laughs> oh, they changed. I like no. Mike. I Jonah did a good job too. Jonah Ray. I don't know. He's the new guy. 
I don't know. Accept it, take it. I, I like know it. nothing. You like it. I know nothing. Spread yourself for a new host. What? La la la. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the eyes. Did you like the eyes? Like you knew I, they were it damned. Wasn't fucking scary, man. Did you know they were damned that because the, their eyes were the, white? The threat felt real. They I'm were afraid of elder gods. Mm-hmm. I, I'll admit it. Okay, things but I like. Wide-eyed people, man. I'm just it's not doing it like it used to. Well, things I liked. I didn't jump, right? Like I wasn't jump scared. I wasn't like, oh, fuck. It was definitely creepy. I love the way how this character handled herself, though. They didn't make her completely fucking helpless. This character was just strong. She made the right decisions, you know, for the most part. She gets the gun at one point. I'm like, okay, if you're in the gun shop, let's load up on some ammo. I'm a scavenger guy in video games. It's my plan for a real world scenario. We're gonna scavenge. You know, if you if you're in a fucking gun shop and it hasn't been like looted yet, you stock up, load the gun, and run out of a gun shop, especially when you're fighting all these the damned sea monster, elder god, Cthulhu thing. Did you like his reveal? Big man standing. I did. That I did. was cool. I really liked. That it. was fucking cool. I could have done without the abrupt thing that followed that. We should go back and talk about George first, though. Okay, let's go back to George, Georgie boy. He was less of an actor when he was just George. And I thought he did a really good job on the bridge. It's a big bridge standoff. Or uh, George who uh, found salvation, George. The flashbacks of the mom were the parts that really like gave the movie substance. Because I think that despite the mom not being a present character in the movie, they did a really good job with her flashbacks. And their interactions felt really natural. Like yeah. mother-daughter reactions. And I mean, the, to me, that was a big part of the story building. You know, I mean, that was like, uh, that's why I think such like, a big chunk of the foundation of what was going on. Yeah. And the monologue felt like it came out of nowhere, but it also grounded that character. Did you notice something similar in the mother's room? Let's call it like uh, the room of her mother's deathbed and uh, uncle's house. Did you see something? No. One of the times when they back up and it's like the conversation between her and her mother, there's like this red um, sort of like tribal marking or something on a door frame. Because mm-hmm. I want to say the paint's like a light color, like white, and there's this like red pattern. At the uncle's house, when she's looking for him, that same fucking red pattern is on one of the door frames. And I was like, oh shit, like what does that mean? And they never came back to it, and I didn't catch anything else. Whatever house they were at, who knows where they were when her mother passed away. But it's like, it was the same thing. And they, they had to have done that on purpose. That's two different, it's two different places in the movie. I would think he, he did that on purpose. I think that... The guy can make a movie. My one real complaint was like, so I love the sea monster reveal. Yeah, that was good. I like that it wasn't a full reveal. It was like a silhouette kind mm-hmm. of thing. And uh, I don't like how abruptly it ended after that. Like how it just jumped straight to the epilogue. The sea monster reveal was not enough of a climax for me. Because it was like bridge man brings her to the cemetery. Sea mom walk into the ocean. Well, can we go super spoiler on this one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're not doing a many. We've done too many. Yeah, when lately. she's when she's kneeling at the end and she's kind of going back in her head, like, yeah, they all they all sold their soul. She was saying, like, no, like I don't agree. Right? Did you get that? I don't know if she was saying that or she was like, I understand why they do this. Just like no, no, like a terrified moment. Yeah. Okay. See, I thought it was more of she was recalling, hey, they all agreed to this pact. You know, like you let me live, but you get me later when I die forever. And she was like, no, no. Like I thought she meant like, I don't agree to this, but then boom, like she's absorbed. Yeah. Like, she's one of the damned. And I thought she was saying like, I understand 
And I wanted more answers about like, well, what do you mean? What do you, what'd you understand? Well, at that point, and then it cut out. I was like, oh, that's the end of the movie. They got her. It's going to be like one of those, you know, been credits really music. I really upset if that was the case. Well, at that moment, I was like, to tie this in, they have to show her living in the town during the season. And then boom, what do you know? She's at the florist. And then she makes a comment. Yeah, this is my grandmother's shop or so. And I'm like, Miss Emily was grandma. And the way that she talks to the customers, they're like, oh, it's just you're so lucky to be here all the time. Like, no, really. <laughs> See you next season. Yeah, just that uncomfortable people. But um, to me, that's what brought it because that point at the end after the monster reveal when she's taken, I was like, that's what's gonna do it for me, and it happened. I think I wanted more of the climax. I wanted less of the slow in mm-hmm. the beginning. When it got going, it got going. Yeah, you know. And well, one of the other things I think might have affected other people reviewing this movie was just. We've seen this in different scenarios before. And I mean, while this was different, it was, you know, kind of the same. And then, um, I mean, was there anything that was crazy first time you've ever seen that? No, and that's why I was a little upset with the waiting. Because if you're going to be slow burn like that, you, you've you got to surprise me a little bit. Something like a twit. Like- yeah, you got to make that worth it. And I don't think that he did enough to make it worth it. So that's probably why I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend I don't think I'd recommend it. Well, but let me say this. I don't regret watching it. I don't either. I think this is the kind of movie that me and you would pick late at night. Yeah. So maybe that does, in a sense, help justify Hulu's existence. I think this one would go in the pros, the pro column. Because, yeah, like you're saying, if this wasn't like a topic of discussion, if this wasn't pre-planned, you know, like, oh, we're watching this. If I'd stumbled upon this and, you know, hit the play button instead of searching for another 10 to 20 minutes. <laughs> it may have been a fine, is a fine 83 I would have been I, in exactly 83 minutes. You're not giving up that much of your time to check this movie out. You are if you write a three-page long review of it, though. <laughs> uh, let me just say that. like, I'm, I mean, I've done just as weird a thing, mm-hmm. for sure. But uh, let's, don't, I know. don't be so mad your time is wasted that you waste your time. I don't want to tear this one apart, but about the thing with the paint on the doorframe, I wouldn't mind a little more explanation of why that happened. There was a lot that could have been explained in the time he already had. That was my complaint. <laughs> was you could have made a better movie with the time you had. It was beautifully lit i like the fog oh that beach scene i haven't been to a beach like that really geographic location being a little more specific would have helped me too world building Mm -hmm. you know just put it somewhere because i didn't know if you were in florida or if you were in maine you're right it's probably north carolina yeah or it's virginia beach virginia virginia is that the croatoan island (laughs) Uh... but it was fine yeah It's, it's not a mark against hulu it's not a good enough reason to keep it either. We'll yeah. see about next time, though, because next time we're going to watch a movie called Worm. It's like an alternate 90s timeline <laughs> where kids have collars, and when they pop their collar open, when they kiss a girl for the first time. And so it looks like a... Angus with a collar. Like Angus <laughs> if it was a sci-fi movie. <laughs> like sci-fi a dystopian Angus. alternate history Angus. Oh, wait, Sci-Fi Angus. Uh, that'd or be a like band maybe name. maybe a little Napoleon Dynamite. Hey, dude, band name, Galactic Beef. I like that. Would yeah. you eat it? <laughs> I might. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at The Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.